welcome back to Brookwood Ministries for another episode of the Young Adult Podcast. This episode, we are continuing in our short series for young adults, single and married, who are seeking wisdom about marriage and relationships. Our prayer for you as you listen through this series is that you will come to find Jesus more clearly in your marriage or as you're seeking marriage. Welcome, Brookwood young adults and uh, young adults from around that are listening to this. Uh, we want to welcome you to the, the next podcast in marriage. Uh, today we've got Jacob and Jessica Russo, and also with us again is Doug Wildman, counseling and marriage pastor here at Brookwood Church. Um, Jacob and Jessica are also um, employees here at Brookwood for right now together. Uh, Jacob, kind of want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing here and Jessica share with us uh, what you're doing here at Brookwood. Uh, sure. The um, Do you, do you when you do these podcasts with Doug, do you do the disclaimer like Doug Wildman is of no relation to David Wildman? And <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we forgot that part, didn't we? <laughs> um, but anyway, I am the uh, student ministries worship director here. I have uh, only been enrolled for a little over a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I came into this role after volunteering at Brookwood for um, a good year to two years, uh, at least in the worship capacity. But we've been members of Brookwood for about about five years ish. Yeah. Um, I'm the K3 K5 connection coordinator for right now. Um, I don't know if I'll still be in that position yeah. when this <laughs> comes out, but uh, so. Basically, Pod B is sort of my territory. So. If you're in Pod B, this is uh, the person in charge for that one. Um, so last podcast, we uh, we were in here with Dylan and Hunter. Uh, they are newly engaged. Um, we got to hear their story from how they met. Uh, social media brought them together. Although they went to the same high school, they finally connected through social media but through a lot of different interactions, it took them a while till they finally actually started dating, which uh, which in their story was kind of like God had a hand in that one and was telling them, you need to wait a little bit here so that you're ready for each other at a better time. And so, but anyway, so we, we gave them this statement uh, and then asked them the question. So the statement is for you guys uh, is marriage is not the goal Christ is. And so I know I'd given you guys that statement a little in advance, so um, you guys have had some time to think about it. In like a three-minute spiel, give us your uh, dating story, engagement story, marriage, and kids. Okay. Well, uh, we met when I was in college. I'm actually a little bit older than Jake. Um, and we became friends, and we were friends for – like five or six years. I mean, legitimately just friends, like not interested in each other. We would talk to each other about other relationships we were in, like confide in each other, really just friends. Yeah, and it wasn't like a friend zone situation either. No, like neither of us was interested in each other in that way at all. Like I know it sounds weird and kind of hard to believe, but um, yeah, truly just completely platonic. Um, One day, (laughs) really, really just one day, we 
decided to start spending time together, like, you know, significant time together. Um, and it all just kind of snowballed from there, I guess. Um, that's the super short version, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, yeah, basically, we were really getting close as just as friends. And then I said one I said one night, I was like, you know, we should go on a date. And she was like, nah, that, <laughs> that would work. <laughs> Um, uh, put you back in the friend zone. No, well, not really. I had a lot of, um, yeah. I had a lot of baggage, yeah. uh, relationship wise coming yeah. into our relationship. So, um, we took it super slow. I mean, we were like, quote unquote friends yeah. for a long oh, yeah, time still that we were really dating and we were in a relationship, but we didn't call it that cause I just wasn't comfortable <laughs> to do that. Well, we had that. Yeah, there was that. And then there was also just like the fact that we had so many mutual friends at this point, mm-hmm. you know, that if this didn't work out, we didn't want everybody to kind of be putting this on yeah. some sort of like, Oh, our two friends. Are and together. there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of pressure when, when your yeah. friends find out so friends are dating. You mm-hmm. guys were like the Ross and Rachel. Of friends. I like to think we were more Chandler like the Chandler and Monica. Chandler and Monica. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, yeah, you remember like okay, the so beginning those... of season five when yes. they kept it a secret and stuff between each other. It's it was a lot. Yes. I always love that part of Friends yeah. because it reminds yeah. me of us at that time. Yeah, awesome. For young adults minus, that are listening to this right now, sex. please go Google Friends and watch all seasons. And <laughs> While it's on Netflix. Sense. While it's on five. Netflix, yeah. <laughs> uh, so now you guys have shared your story, kind of and. Obviously, you've been married for years now. Um, when we say that statement, marriage is not the goal, Christ is. What were your thoughts before marriage? What were your thoughts now as you've been married? Has anything changed? Is anything kind of like, yeah, I totally was missing that there in the beginning? And Or what are your thoughts on that? I don't think I really would have understood that question even before we got married. I'm not, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I my depth of relationship with God was probably in a place where I would have like yeah. thought that was something that He even cared about. I mean, yeah, for I've, sure. I've, I mean, the, I mean, I've always been a believer, but definitely times of shallowness yeah. have been there. This is so. about me, not him. Right, <laughs> right. I think yeah, again, very self-involved. Yeah, we got, we got married for our benefit, not yeah. not right. Jesus. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean. It was where, you know, know, we both went to Liberty University, so there's always, like, that assumption of, like, oh, yeah, she's a Ring by spring. Yeah, ring by spring. Well, yeah, there's that. MRS degree. Yeah, exactly. Well, (laughs) we we actually got the same degree, and... um, You got the... Let's like, clarify that real just, quick. Uh, Wait, you home ex? So you, <laughs> home, <laughs> home interior design. It is uh, Master Russo. You know, my first job out of college though was an interior design. So. Uh, oh, this is all adding up so fast. <laughs> Making sense now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think there's like that assumption in at Liberty. Well, yeah, there's the ring by spring, which is mm-hmm. like Jerry Falwell would like say that from the pulpit at convocation like we we went to liberty but when mm-hmm. it was jerry falwell senior yeah um and yeah that was something he talked about like promised like he would look at ladies in the in the congregation and be like you're getting married you're getting married you're getting like Whoa. an oprah thing like yeah. just it, every it was so all, everybody was trying to move wherever yeah. his finger while all the girls were running <laughs> yeah right point to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there were plenty of yeah, uh, yeah. Of, of those types of yeah. personalities yeah. at liberty men and women alike yeah um but uh 
we we weren't like that. So we were like, mm, this is like whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so obviously we owe our marriage to being at liberty, but, you know, anyway, there's the assumption yeah. that, um, you know, everybody's a Christian. And, yeah. you know, we assumed our own Christianity out of each yeah. other. And, I mean, we same thing Like for me. Uh, my walk with Christ was was good, not great, um, was, I would actually say probably like fair, not great, you know, and, um, it took, it took probably a while, like to, it honestly probably took almost to my parents' divorce for me for, Mm. to really have, and that's only been like three years ago, um, that I've really understood, um, what my walk with Christ is supposed to be about. Mm. Um, and our marriage the same way. I think our marriage has become a lot more Christ-centered, I would say. Well, I think over. a lot of that, too, involves um, when we first got married, because we were in a new place, um, young and had no connection to anything, we never really got connected to a church. I mean... There was nothing for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was always, like, old people. Old people. At all the church. I mean, it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. all the churches were old people. Yeah. Um, there's they no did young adults two... program. Yeah, exactly. Nothing like a young adults program here Not, at Brookwood no Church. Promo- yeah, <laughs> no promoting here. Um, uh, if you're a young adult, please come to Brookwood Young Adults. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it, we either get one of two different reactions. We'd either get the, oh, young people, we're not going to talk to them. Like, it, and it was that same kind of, mm-hmm. or we'd be targeted. Like, yeah. ooh, somebody... Somebody young, Fresh like, blood. young like Mary, yes, we must have them like, yeah. like Hocus Pocus, where they're trying to like suck the old, the youngness yeah. out of us. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so our, our marriage has not become as um, I feel like we now are more focused on our discipleship in our marriage, more mm. focused on um, our. I don't know, just fulfilling the Great Commission yeah. a lot more in our marriage over the last couple of years yeah. than we have when we first started. I will say, too, I think that despite the fact that it wasn't necessarily a a conscious thing of like, we're trying to become better Christians and we're going to work on our marriage and make sure it's Christ-centered and all of that, I think because we did both um, attend church and kind of have yeah. that like in our brains, yeah. that it was some of the things that we did to maintain our relationship and our marriage were Christ-centered, whether we realized that or not, which is one thing that I am very thankful for, that we were both kind of grew up in Christian homes because you do have that sort of underlying in your brain, subconscious, Mm -hmm. like that's really what it's always about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's definitely better when you do it consciously and with an effort. Um, So I see that our relationship is the best place to start anytime you're trying to become more like Christ because mm-hmm. you can do it in front of other people yep. in, in public or at your job because you only spend a certain amount of time with them. But yeah. your spouse is going to see everything about you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you can't make those changes at home with the person who you love and trust mm-hmm. and care about and loves and trusts and cares about you back, then it's not the depth that it needs yeah. to be. So That's you're... Good. Your love for others needs to start in your home, which I know people say, but I mean, it's true if you can't. Home is where the heart is. I mean, (laughs) yeah, that Jesus, like, think of yes, yeah, it is, but it's, I mean, that's that's where it should start is in your home. I mean, that applies to a lot of, you know, the core of of our faith is that it really should start in your home, but yeah, 
So the next question I want to ask you, because you're married with kids, uh, you got two kids, correct? Boy and a girl. Names? Jameson and Jovi. They're six and four. Six and four. So you guys are full out, you know, foot on the gas pedal at the floor, probably pushing it through the floor. Yeah. I'm uh, pretty sure they're steering, though. They're steering. It feels like they're <laughs> at the wheel. <laughs> we put the brick on the floor, yeah. on the pedal, and we <laughs> no, are, I'm in the trunk. <laughs> we're in the trunk over this thing goes the right way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a, a five-year-old, so I can only imagine what two of them around that age is like. So it's uh, it's amazing the difference. Like you know, when you go from being just the two of you to even, and then the the dynamic of what we've had between having two of us to three of us to four of us. Like every time that changed, it was. Huge. I mean, yeah, Doug, you can definitely attest to I've this. I've got like, like 47 of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had 47 dynamic changes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One just of recent, even. Yeah. It's amazing, though. I mean, like for us, we spent most of our married solo, like just the two of us time in D.C. So like we were in a completely different city. Uh-huh. Like nobody, like, family was not close. Like now we have family close, but... The two of us together were in the city, got to just kind of do life and create a family together, just like the two of us. Um, And then when we found out we were having Jameson, we then – now I'm getting into our story basically at that point. But it's it's amazing the dynamics, what they change um, each time. Because when you get to first child, Jameson, we were like – Oh, we're nailing this. This is this. we we got this in the bag. Like our him. son is just so awesome. Like look at him. It. He's cute. He's funny. He's sweet, <laughs> smart. Like all these things. Like all these great qualities. Yeah. Like we no seriously. We had like a we had a frame in our house for the longest time that had a picture of our of our this child Jameson as a baby that said Jameson Russo perfect child mm-hmm. like that it, it seriously wow. was on no the, yeah, yeah on no the guest pressure. room it was on the Set guest the room like not even for us privately it was like anytime anybody came to our house they saw jameson russo perfect child on a <laughs> on a picture like that's how full of ourselves we were with the first child and then okay. our daughter came into our life and we were completely humbled and completely just <laughs> taken in a different direction. God's yeah. like, I got this one, guys. God we're gonna, was like, we're you, gonna, you think you got this? Yeah. No, you don't got this. Let me show you what parenting is really like. <laughs> the, the, when, when I'm thinking marriage isn't the, the goal, Christ is, but now you're thinking about it with kids. Kids are in the picture now. But when I think of that, that statement, it's like you were not only a model to those that you were around, but now you are that same model to those people, but raising up a next generation, which is kind of like what we're doing with young adults. We're raising up that next generation. That's what we're doing in the church. We're raising up that next generation. And so, but you're doing that unified together with Christ at the head of this. And now you're doing this with your kids that will hopefully do the same wherever they go and so that puts a little more like it gets a little oh this was heavy here now it's really heavy like 
I'm responsible for these kids, not only just because the government tells me I'm responsible <laughs> for these kids, uh, but that, you know, like their walk, their spirituality, all that comes into play. And so it's, and I mean, we can turn on the news and it doesn't look pretty according to the news, but I disagree. I think the news is just the noise. It's a distraction. Mm-hmm. And they want you to focus on that. I think there's amazing stories out there, and it's happening every day. And mm-hmm. so so what are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, I think that, in my experience, nothing in my life prepared me for how selfish I realized I was when I got married. Mm-hmm. Just you share your time, your money, your stuff is no longer just yours. Um, and I guess, you know, some of that is maybe depending on how you're raised. But it is like tenfold when you have kids. Mm-hmm. You have a tiny infant who can literally do nothing yeah. without you. Yeah. And you don't even have your own space ever. Mm-hmm. Like, as, sorry, but especially as a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you provide everything that that child needs. Yeah. So I think it's definitely a lesson in humility and Mm -hmm. in service Mm -hmm. if you can see it from that perspective and i know a lot of times in the moment it's it's not easy to see it that way um but in retrospect i can see that um i think it changes it can change your heart to me it was a a picture of god's love for us like it truly gave me a perspective on how God sees us like mm-hmm. he sees mm-hmm. us as these tiny infants who can yeah. do nothing and all yeah. we do is cry and whine yeah. and and need him to provide for us and it truly is what we are I mean mm-hmm. if to his eyes we are just this like <laughs> puddle yeah. of a person yeah. that just can't do anything on their own and and he loves us so much despite yeah. the fact that we give him nothing yeah mm-hmm. and then as we grow and we become stronger Christians like I mean, I know this is more about parenthood than marriage, but I just, I don't know. Like, it just really gives a perspective of of how much God loves us and how little he needs from us, but loves so much that we give to him. So I think as our kids grow into that as well, um, and hearing them pray, you know, they'll pray for us at the dinner table, or they'll have their Bible verses when they come home from from church, um, I think that strengthens my faith mm-hmm. to hear, you know, their questions, things that I haven't thought yeah. about in years. You know, I was raised in the church, so, you know, all those, like, basic concepts yeah. are just, you don't think about them anymore. And then when they start asking questions, like, I don't know, it's just such an amazing um, experience to be able yeah. to explain it to them and remind yourself of the joy that there is yeah. in in being a Christian and being a follower of God and then doing that together and letting that feed into your marriage and into your yeah. relationship and into conversations yeah. that you uh-huh. have as so, well. Um, to kind of wrap this up, I'm going to ask Doug. Doug, as you were sitting here listening, some of your thoughts. Uh, just give us your thoughts on that now. Um, as a marriage pastor who also counsels marriages with kids mm-hmm. and stuff, what what have you been hearing? Um, what I think can a lot you of share with them. <clears throat> a lot of uh, what you said about learning, learning about your faith through your kids. It's similar with marriage too. You know, um, I did not realize how selfish I was until until I got married. Yeah. Um, it was learning how to die to myself. Um, and then learning what it meant to have Christ live his life through me. Um, 
you know, Galatians 2.20 was uh, a verse that was a was a guiding uh, verse for me. You know, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. Uh, the life that I live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, that, to me, sums it all up. And uh, you only get to that place by coming to the end of yourself. And what better way to do that than to be in close proximity with a person who's quite different than yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, even if your personalities are similar, if you have two people <laughs> together, yeah. it doesn't take long before you realize, oh my goodness, you know, um, something needs to change within me. And so uh, through that through that journey, I would say um, it, it helps us to enter in to that plan that God has for us to, uh, to experience his life at work within us. It's usually through I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard this this illustration before, but when you are um, polishing rocks, you mm-hmm. know it's it's through the friction that those rocks are are yeah. polished, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um, and they become something beautiful. One one question I used to think to myself when I finally see God, I'm going to ask Him, why on earth did you make men and women so different from each other? <laughs> um, but I really do believe that He's making us into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, just through the interactions that we have with one another. Yeah. And so um, so I don't know if that's advice as much as it is just an observation yeah. that, um, you know, a lot of times the, the advice that we get from the world is do whatever you can to avoid conflict. Yeah. Um, you know, follow these five techniques and, and then all of your problems will be solved. Yeah. Um, I would say that it's actually precisely through those conflicts that we end up becoming refined. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Um, We asked the engaged couple this question on our last podcast um, as we were leaving. Advice you can give to guys, Jacob, and some advice that you can give to ladies Jessica, on uh, from dating all the way to those that are in singleness, dating, uh, engaged, married, and then having kids. Yeah, I think um, probably the thing that took me the longest to learn and that I think is the most helpful thing, and this sounds really stupid, but you actually have to put it into practice, is that people cannot read your mind. And I Mm. have always just had this expectation (laughs) that like Jake can just understand how I feel based on, you know, my eye movements. Like, no, he can't read my mind. He doesn't know. No one does. I mean, but it's a, it's a, an open communication. And Mm -hmm. even if it's just a, I just need to be mad right now. I mean, sometimes that's how I feel and and I have to be able to communicate that. And I think that is the best piece of advice is that don't, get mad mm-hmm. because someone's not reading your mind because yeah. you have to be open to share that as well yeah. for them to understand you better. Yeah. So I don't know. It seems like a stupid thing to say, but yeah, but no, especially since there's all men. In this room. I'll, I'll test them. <laughs> My wife and I have that same, we have that same, uh, uh, thing. I can't read your mind. You, right. you like, tell me, don't be mad in the corner over here at mm-hmm. me. Like, tell me what you want. Um, <laughs> so the advice for me, I would say, is probably, yeah, patience, um, having the, uh, just knowing that um, 
there are going to be times when you need to give your spouse space um, from a respectable distance, not you don't leave the house kind of respectable distance. You just, you let them have the next room and, you know, and realize that sometimes it's not about what you do or what you've done. It's just your spouse has got to work through some things with you, but they'll come to you when they need to work, when they need to work those things together. Mm -hmm. Um, There needs to be a time of being secure, just like when you're dating or just like when you're not dating at all and being secure and being your singleness, still being your own person to be able to come back together and be even stronger for each Mm other. Um, But patience in general, because um, my wife is an extraordinary woman and takes on an extraordinary amount of things um, for our family, for uh, neighbors, for friends. And because of that, she gets stretched thin. Mm-hmm. Um, before the job she has right now, she was working a job where she would get up at 3.30 in the morning and wow. um, get up at Don't Starbucks. Me. Yeah. Um, and she would get up. Like, just to give you an example of basically how last year was, um, where I was working a job that I did not like, um, and she was working a job where she she liked the job, just Mm -hmm. the time. She would get up at 3.30, go to work, be there by 4.15, work until 12, go pick up our daughter from preschool, then go home to basically just be there for an hour, then go get Jameson from elementary school. And then by the time she got home, there was no nap in her future because the yeah. kids were there and they yeah. they just don't let you nap. And then I would get home at 5.30-ish. Yeah. Um, and then in her mindset, she always was like the one that I need to prepare the dinners. Yeah. I need to – like I in no way projected that towards her, but yeah. in her own traditional mindset, like she was the one, I'm going to make dinner. Yeah. I'm going to make sure the house is clean. I'm going to make sure this – even though she does yeah. all these other things. Um, but anyway, because she stretched so thin, I have to be able to give her the patient – or be patient to give her the space to be able yeah. to do things that she needs to do to process yeah. through as much as she processes. Um, but – and the patience part also comes with having kids. Like yeah. my, my kids test my patience every single day from, you know, trying to be out the door by seven thirty so mm-hmm. we can get to school. Um, like, why are you still <laughs> naked yeah. in the middle of the, in the middle of your bedroom you at seven a.m. Cereal at the table and you're holding your underwear. Yeah, right now. It's, what is going it's, on here? It's amazing to me how many times I have to tell somebody to do something, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's where I really feel the the yeah. like where you really come to, and yeah. I think that's why we see a lot of people come, not necessarily back to Christ, but get their their faith yeah. is a lot stronger in Christ later once they have kids because they start to understand what our God, our Father goes through. Mm-hmm. Where I'm doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Where I'm like, how many times do I have to tell you? Yeah. To get this, you know, to do this, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying. I'm. Tr- I, this is for your betterment. Yeah. This is for you. This is, and we're over here like, but I don't wanna. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to. I don't want to. Like, there's no excuse. It's just like I just don't want to. Yeah. Um. So yeah, patience. Patience. Yeah. And, um, for guys dating, um. Jess shares this all the time, but like when we were dating, there was a period in our 
in our dating or courtship, if you will, yeah. um, where she started to, cause her parents are divorced as well. And, um, and we're pretty freshly divorced when we were dating. Mm-hmm. And so she had a tendency to, in our relationship at a certain points, retreat and mm-hmm. try to kind of lash out a little yeah. bit where she was like, because she just assumed all of her relationships were not going to go well. Yeah. Um, and I had, that was probably my biggest patience test was just yeah. sitting back saying, I'm here for you when you need me. Yeah. Um, but if you need to have some time to, you know, yeah, to process things, I, I can give you that space, and it, it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for guys dating, if 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 the lady you're you're dating is needs time to process what kind of relationship you guys are really in, yeah, um, I suggest just praying about it, just um, being available when yep. needed and when called upon by yeah. your significant other, but. Also knowing when to just take a step back and let God work, yeah, and let God do His thing, while you just chill out. Yeah, I think to your point, that advice from a uh, for guys that are dating, um, even the single guys and engaged too, to this point, because uh, you guys not have, have not come together yet as one. Um, me having a daughter changed my outlook like I look back on my who I was when I was single and dating and get like man I would have kicked my own self <laughs> out the door <laughs> like uh how my father-in-law did not like I'm sure he wanted to kick me out the door sometimes but uh like you know like it changed my perspective and I look at that like I'm you know I should have been better here here and here like that saying is that somebody's daughter, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. like it came crushing down on me one day, and I was like, "That's some good advice right there." For and I try to do that with humbleness and gentleness as I share that with those that come seeking that advice, and it's just a, you know, you got to remember this is somebody's daughter here. Mm-hmm. You guys are coming together as two coming together as one. This isn't, you know, what you want to get out of this or any other thing, you know. You have to show up, be humble, be patient, be respectful, you know, practice the things of marriage while you're dating and being engaged, you know, because that'll make it a little easier and marriage won't make it a whole lot easier, but it'll make it a little easier. Um, But, you know, and then on the other side that I get the advice that I give to the to the guys that are um, single and dating and engaged is I read this article one time. It was uh, uh, boyfriends don't get husband, husband rights. And that was another eye opening, like, Whoa, like that is a perfect way to put it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I wish somebody would have put it that way for me. Maybe they did. I just wasn't listening or something, but you know, Mm. until you guys are married, all the rights inside marriage do not apply out here. And that kind of gives you a perspective of like, you know, until we come together, that union, that holy union, that covenant before Christ, then all that doesn't apply here. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, um, one of the, one of the biggest things that I had as a student, a student pastor told us as young, you know, 17, 18 year olds dating, um, he was like, ladies, 
the only thing that you owe a man after he's taken you on a date is a thank you. And then, like, <laughs> it's amazing, like, just some small little yeah. nuggets and stuff that you're just like, you know, there are so many expectations we put on ourselves yeah. in dating. There's so many things that we feel like, and whether that we attribute that to past influences mm-hmm. or media or mm-hmm. whatever, um, yeah. you know, that the only thing that we, we owe to each other is the grace um, of God. Yeah. And anything else as far as in a dating relationship is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I always, or the other advice or advice I gave somebody one time and they were like, I think it was to a group of guys, young adult guys. And they all looked at me and were just like, get out of here. Don't ever say that to (laughs) us again. (laughs) It was, you know, whenever you're dating, whenever you're on a date, remember, act as if you're dating Christ. Hmm. And how would you react and how would you do things and how would you whatever, if Jesus was your date. <laughs> and they were just like, you ruined dating for us. They got all of it out of dating. <laughs> yeah, that's a little, that's... Like, it's a little morbid, twisted, but, you know, that's kind of a, you know, like you think through that. How would you react and how would you behave as if Christ was on this, on the other side of this, mm-hmm. on this date? And to that point, what you said, you know, at the end of the date, all, all you owe them is a thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for paying for my meal. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll call you again. Uh, so it was uh, our text or whatever it is that they do now. Yeah. So um, we want to thank you guys for listening. Um, if you have any questions for us, if you're a young adult listening to this um, and you're looking to get connected, uh, we want to encourage you to check out Brookwood Young Adults. Uh, if you're here at Brookwood and you're a young adult and you're looking to get plugged into the ministry, um, come find us. Um, my direct line is 864-688-8289. You can find us on Instagram at Brookwood Young Adults. Um, you can email us at youngadults at brookwoodchurch.org. Thank you guys for coming and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to our second episode of our series on marriage and relationships. On part three, David will be sitting down with myself and my wife, Lauren, and we will be discussing marriage from the perspective of a young adult couple who just recently got married, coming up on our second year now. After that, you can stay tuned to our final part of the series where we will be asking you questions so that we can do a question and response episode regarding any questions you might have about marriage or relationships. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next time.